as you're on a quest to develop authority with Google, as you're on the path to getting in that top 10 rankings for search terms, you know, it's important to be aware of some of the pitfalls. So on today's episode of Think Jargon, Jared is going to be taking the lead and explaining the top five things that can hurt your website in rankings. Think Jargon is a podcast about marketing, sales, and content creation. If acronyms like SEO, PPC, and CRM make your head spin, then this podcast is for you. We cut through the jargon used by fancy agencies to help you make sense of the ever-changing world of modern marketing. Thanks for joining us. And now, here are your hosts, inbound marketing expert Jarrett Broussard and digital content creator Stuart Poulton. Welcome to another episode of Think Jargon. Jared is with me. How are you doing, Jared? Stuart, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm pretty good, man. I've got nothing to complain about. I've, uh, I'm interested in this subject because everyone has a website. I have a website, and yes. and I'm not a marketing expert. I, I don't deal with that side, but I'm getting increasingly interested in my website oh, and optimizing yeah. it for search. As you should. This uh, this subject is right up my uh, street, then. I'm very interested to find out what the top five things I do or don't do that can hurt my sure. website in yeah. rankings. Big topic that everyone discusses all the time. Mm-hmm. And I would say there are hundreds, if not thousands, of things that can hurt you, knowingly or unknowingly. But there are um, five that we feel are... You see well, them again and again. Yeah, that are just kind of stand out from the crowd. Okay. So let's 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 go down the list and I will interrupt okay. you rudely as we Absolutely. go through it. <laughs> the number one thing of all is low quality links. And what I mean by that is um, inbound links or people or websites that are linking back to your website. Mm-hmm. Um, you really don't have control of who is linking back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to monitor who's linking back to you because uh, links are sort of the um, currency of uh, search engine optimization. And it's one of the, if not the top um, criteria that Google looks at when they go to rank. And they literally, from a 30,000-foot view, they take the approach that your mom used to take. You know what that is, Stuart? Those you associate with? Those you associate. You are who you hang out with. I was brought up well. Yes. Your mom was a smart woman. (laughs) So Google looks at who's linking to you. And if spammy, cruddy um, websites of no value are linking back to you, they're going to think that you, your site, is a spammy, linky website of no value. May I ask two questions? Yes. I hope you're thinking and ask, wondering the same things um, wherever you're listening to this from. But the first is, well, how do I find out who's linking to me? Great question. So the easiest way is through Google Search Console. Used to be called Google Webmaster Tools. Now it's called Google Search Console. It's free. All you have to do is log into Google. You know, you can literally Google Search, uh, Google Search Console. Anyone that has a website can sign up for it. Mm-hmm. There's one step to validate it, um, which is really easy. As long as you have um, control over your website or your domain, you'll be able to um, validate it. Once validated, Google Search Console will tell you in real time who is linking to you. 
That's cool. Does it, how does it order that? Is it by by frequency of incoming traffic, or what, how does it order that? List? Uh, it just scrapes the. It indexes your site, looks at who's linking back to you, and produces a list of um, websites that, and it'll even tell you how many um, times or how many instances it, it that site is linking back to you. Mm. There are other tools that are um, are paid tools. We use. Uh, SEMrush or SEMrush, however you want to. Um, there's two ways to say it. And it goes a little deeper, and it will tell you, which is pretty handy, it will give you sort of the toxicity of, <laughs> um, you know, those links. So it will give you sort of a radar from 0 to 10 to tell you how toxic or how dangerous links are um, linking back to you. That That brings me to my second question for you on the same subject, and that is... How, how do you know if a website is good sure. or bad for you? I, I have a little um, personal story to share. So, so is it true that if Google ranks that website that's linking to you highly for the search terms you're looking for, then then Google must consider that an authoritative site. And so if you're getting a link from a, a website that is linked well for your search terms, that is considered an optimal link. Yes, ninety-nine uh, percent uh, of the time. Okay. Yes, good. Um, and you know, if if you're getting links from higher authority uh, websites, you know, New York Times, um, you know, USA Today, whatever it may be in your um, sector, then more than likely they're going to have a high uh, trustworthiness, high um, domain authority. So. Google is going to look at you now in a in a much um, a more trusting way, and the chances that you're going to rank in that um, sector are going to be high. Where you've got to look is uh, there's all kind of link forms and um, just spammy websites that are linking every day to websites and. You want to sort of disassociate yourself with those. And okay. um, if you ever see that those are linking to you through Google Search Console or SEMrush, uh, you can do what's called a disavow um, process where you go in and you like identify. Like a samurai. Yeah, you go in, you identify those. And slay them. And you basically go tell the teacher, which is Google. <laughs> <laughs> that this person is bothering you and you don't want to hang out with them anymore. Hi-ya. So that's, uh, that's basically number one. Okay. Number two, duplicate content. So, you know, when you didn't study and you had a book report due, and um, I'm not saying that you would ever do this, Stuart. No. In school and you copied little Joey's no. um, report and it was word for word, Oof. the same report, Never and the teacher that. came to you and gave you a, very bad grade because basically you were um Yo, joey stole from me i'm just saying yeah joey was probably stealing from you so joey the teacher would go to joey and say did you copy off a steward okay plagiarism S is not yes. good in seo no so um you see it all the time people are stealing content left and right but um if google um discovers that you are using what's called duplicate content, which is basically plagiarizing, it will ding you and penalize you for using content that is not original mm -hmm. and not authentic. So you want to be careful about that. I've seen um, clients that will even blog and they're like, oh, we're just pulling blogs from this person and this 
topic in this um, company, well, you can't do that. You can't, um, you know, use duplicate. It will actually hurt you. It will actually hurt you. Okay. Absolutely. The, um, The third way that your website uh, or that something that can hurt your website in rankings is um, if you occasionally or frequently update your page titles. So um, every single page has a, uh, you have the opportunity to uh, tell Google what you're trying to, um, what's your goal for ranking? Like what's your keyword that you're targeting for this page? Mm Mm-hmm. Usually you want that keyword to obviously um, be relevant and associated with the content that's on the page. So, you know, um, teeth whitening dentist in Baton Rouge, whatever it may be. Um, That would be your keyword. Usually you have two keyword variations that you can um, label on the back end as your page title. And most of the time you will rank rather well if you label them correctly and it's associated with the content on the page. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go in um, and you change that up frequently, you're going to confuse Google, basically. And essentially, it's going to not rank you for anything if you continue to change those page titles. So the key is to get it right the first time. Make sure you're targeting the right keywords, label them, and sort of just stay with that strategy. Mm-hmm. Now, consistency, consistency is rewarded. Absolutely. If, for whatever reason, you decide to have a um, strategic change and you change the content, then yes, you can go in and change it. It's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. You may have a slight dip initially. Um, what I'm mentioning is if you're going in, you know, monthly, quarterly, or even annually, and you're changing these, it's not the best idea. Gotcha. You're going to see that your site will um, take a dip in the rankings because you're you're fooling around and changing things that you shouldn't. I mean, is it is it fair? Like, imagine this. Okay, if I if I wanted to to revamp my content, um, what what is it better to change an established page that's been online for a year or two, or is it better to leave that alone? create a new page um, with my new content on it and maybe even just de-link that page so it still exists. Is that, is that probably a better way to go than messing with the page that's established? I think it depends. So if you're you're building a deeper strategy, um, you may be better off just taking, because you want to um, continue to um, leverage the SEO equity, the organic equity that you have built up in that page. You may want to build out and just tweak that page, add to it, if you're going a different direction uh, completely, then I would say do what you're just mentioning, okay. which is create another page. Mm, okay. The fourth item that could really hurt your website in rankings is if you have a manual action from Google, which could be rather scary. So a manual action in Google is usually not detected until... Let's say you're checking your organic traffic, organic being um, traffic that has visited your website due to some search on a search engine, more than likely Google or Yahoo or Bing, but more than likely Google. Hmm. If all of a sudden you see a 50% or more drop in organic rankings and it's a consistent drop, something's going on. Something is not right. The first place we check is in Google Search Console. Mm -hmm. 
you can go in and check for manual actions. And if, for whatever reason, um, you've received a manual action from Google, it will notate that in Google Search Console, and you will see a dip, a decrease in organic traffic. So, so a manual action is Google saying, hey, your, your site is not working at this URL for mobile, go fix it. That could be one, but more more than likely, it's going to be you have unnatural links. So, what is an unnatural link? You go and you pay for links. You're trying to trick the system, so oh, yeah. you go and pay for inbound links to link back. To I, your I am genuinely surprised because um, that I've never received that notification legitimately. But they can they can they can find out if you've paid oh, for absolutely. an inbound link. Yep. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. That's why they always come out with these new algorithm updates that you hear about. It's basically Google's way of rewarding those who are doing, you know, the best practices of mm. inbound marketing and search engine optimization. And it's trying to, uh, you know, weed out everyone that's, you know, more cheating the system, cheating the system black hat efforts. Um one of those being unnatural links or paid links. The other one would be if your site is hacked. Google doesn't want to, you know, uh, push people to a site that's been hacked. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be another manual action. Um, thin content, meaning you have pages that you've built out that you're trying to rank for, and it has less than 200 words written on the page. That could be thin content. They're not... Generally speaking, they're not going to ding you or penalize you for that unless it's across the board. Your entire site is uh, thin content. Then it's going to look at this site as being some sort of spammy, kind of unnatural site. Um, and then any kind of like pure spam that, that Google can detect, it will... Um, it will ding you for a manual action. And, and all of those dings come up in, you said, the, the Google Search Console? Yep, yep. Do Google Search Console, and you'll check for uh, manual actions. And okay. if you have, usually, you know, 99% of the time, fingers crossed, and if you're doing the right things, it'll say no manual actions. So so, so if, if the gatekeeper says the gate's squeaking, um, fix the gate. Is the Fix the gate, and then go through, which would be a whole nother, uh, session here, but go through the best practices of notifying Google that you you uh, acknowledge the uh, manual action, you understand why you've received the manual action, and let Google know what you've done to um, to fix the issue. So, for instance, if it's unnatural links, you can go in and identify those unnatural links. Tell Google that you've identified them. Here they are. And this is what you've done to remove them um, and disassociate yourself from these unnatural links. That is a great point in general. It's, it, um, you know, certainly in the creative space and in, in, in YouTube and video creation and things that you're forever getting notification on um, bed music that you've you've yes. licensed for the purposes yes. of a promotional video or something like that. Very and similar. Do you know the the lesson is don't ignore Google because you know while you may get away with it for a little while your search yep. rank is going to be taking a beating for it. Yes, gotcha. You don't want to be in that boat. Okay. The last one and perhaps the most um, the most popular one through no fault of anyone's own is changing domain names. So perhaps your business changed a name or perhaps you're getting a new website. As much as possible, 
if you haven't been dinged by Google and you don't have unnatural links, you've built up what we call search equity. And your domain is building an authority as long as you're under that same domain. However, when and if you change domains, let's say you go from stuart.com to stuartvideo.com, um, you could have a temp, depending on the actions that you take, you could have a very substantial dip in rankings, at least for the first three to six months, um, because Google still thinks you're at stuart.com and not stuartvideo.com. Now, there are steps you can take to um, soften the decrease in rankings, sure. like telling Google through Search Console that you've changed domains, doing a 301 direct from stuart.com to stuartvideo.com. All those things help, but you're still going to, no matter what you do, you're still going to experience a slight decrease in organic rankings when you change a domain. Can I, can I ask a silly question? It may be, it's, it's may, it may be not be silly, I don't know, but so a lot of people that I've known over the years have multiple domains pointing yes. to the same URL, the same website. Yeah. Does does Google consider that to be duplicate content? Um, that's a good question. If it's live, yes. Really? But yeah. if it's if it's linking, if it's doing like a three hundred one redirect, so if it's you know that Stuart.com had the same content, but now you're saying anyone that types Stuart.com goes to StuartVideo.com then you're basically merging the SEO equity into okay. one umbrella, which is so what you want, you ideally. Use 301 redirects. And, yes, okay. absolutely. If you have them in separate, I've seen real estate agents do this where they have six or seven different domains. You're sort of cannibalizing your SEO efforts where basically you're, you're in my opinion, there's a lot of chatter on this, but in my opinion, I'd rather have one strong, trusted domain of, authority than having six or seven small ones that are kind of fighting and cannibalizing each other for search rankings. Mm. So the more you can link to one domain and stay under that domain, you're building trust and authority over time for that domain. And I would highly recommend not changing your domain unless you're going through a significant name change or some other reason behind it. Good. All right, I think that more than answers the, yeah. <laughs> the question. I hope so. Posed at the top of the of the segment. If any, if people have questions about this subject, if they're having problems with their search rankings and their website is being, I don't know, pinged by Google or there's a problem with their domain, how can they reach you, Jared? They can reach me at Jared at BlinkJawMedia.com. Awesome. Should we do it again? Let's do it, baby. Next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to Think Jargon. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or post a review at iTunes. Your reviews help new listeners find our show. Have a sales question or a marketing problem that you'd like us to cover on a future episode? Contact the show at thinkjargon.com. Until next time, make sure you make the world a better place and cut through the jargon.